This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys are talking coding, robotics. We got the Google tip of the week, artist of the week, and more. That's up next on EduTech Guys. EduTech Guys Radio. Radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program are those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hey, how's it going, everyone? David in ARC here. I don't know why I said it that way. That's okay. That's who you are. That's who I is. And I'm Jeff Madlock. There you go. So, David Henderson, Jeff, Jeff. Madlock. We are here. Welcome to EduTech Guys Radio. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in. It's been a while. It has been a while. We've been. It's you know, beginning of school got a little more hectic for David and I than we had initially realized it was going to get. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know why. I mean, this year for whatever reason, everything just kind of added up, stacked up, yeah. and there you go. I figured it out. Oh, you did. It's the eclipse. Oh, <laughs> freaking Mitsubishi. It's the. <laughs> It was the gum, actually. Oh, I forgot about the gum. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I. It just, yeah, it just happened that way. But it. Yeah. Know, well, we're back. Hey, we're back. I think you'll enjoy this show because it's gonna get a little racy. <laughs> we're talking F. Who's the top F one driver in the world? No, it's. It's going <laughs> to be a nice. great show. Hey, listen, you can catch us on the web at www.twitter.com/slash/edutechguys. Heck, just go to Google, type in Edutech Guys, and you will find us out there on the World Wide Web. We're on Facebook. We're on the Snapchat and the Insta chat and the Snapgrams and the whole bit. I like Snapgrams. I like, oh, those golden grams. Oh, those golden grams. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, it's going to be a great show. Um, yeah, man. We're looking forward to talking about this. We, we, I guess we got in this discussion earlier today during lunch, didn't we? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think it actually may have started a little before that. But, yeah, we really – we should have just had the microphone turned on at lunch. Yeah, it was a great rant. So <laughs> it would have been perfect for the show. Maybe we can recreate that here. I'm going to need cheeseburger and fries. You, you are. That's right. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Let's uh, – you know, what we were talking about was robotics and coding. Um, uh, here in Arkansas, the governor's making his, uh, his trip around the state again this year, visiting schools, pushing computer science. And um, we were talking about computer science and what we thought about what's really going on. 
And and I have kind of a gripe about it. And and this is an open gripe. And if you want to prove me wrong, please prove me wrong. Yeah. Because I need to be proven wrong. And but what my gripe is is that coding. What we're seeing is mostly in the elementary levels, and we're seeing we see a lot of social media on that. We see a lot of hype for the elementary levels, and what it basically boils down to is this arrow means forward, and this arrow means backwards, and this arrow means right, and this arrow means left. And we were doing that in the seventies with a little tank that had those buttons on the top. Yeah, of that's it. I was going to look that up because yeah, you know, you, we had was? talked about that, and I forgot it's something about a trek or track trek track trek or super tanker. But, you know, there's the thing is that we're, we're not getting to the point where I, I think it's great if we introduce forward and backwards and right and left. Yeah, big track. The big track. If we introduce forwards and backwards and right and left and blinky lights and, you know, spin around in a circle and loop-de-loop and all that kind of great stuff, kick on the camera. But then you got to turn over to the source code and you got to start talking about the source code. And you've got to start challenging the students to write the source code, not just drag the icon. Because that's the varying levels. It, it, as it, anything goes, you're going to lose some students pretty quickly who go, okay, this is ridiculously boring. And True. The other part is, is that dragging some pretty colored icons into a workflow um, line is it's not coding. I just it, it is at a basic level, but it's not what I think you're envisioning. And what companies say when they want coding, they need someone writing Python. Well, I, I, I will tell you that <laughs> they don't need somebody who can drag. I, I, that is one of my that is one of my concerns. Which I and, and I know um, if you're listening and, and you're teaching programming and coding at the high school level, and you know you guys aren't necessarily, or I, I hope anyway, you move quickly past things like Scratch or or other um, visual coding applications. But by the same token, that's exactly what I envision employers getting when they start interviewing folks who want to come in and start doing coding. Right. I'm like, well, uh, you got Scratch or, you know, you got something I can, I, I can't type it in, but if you give me the little blocks, I can make the blue yeah. blocks connect to the yellow blocks. And Yeah, that's exactly I, right. That's, that is, I mean. Yeah, we're building this new back end for Facebook. How are you with emojis? Yeah. <laughs> and, and as I know, and I'm not knocking anybody, some of our good friends have some great companies that this is what they do, and I'm not knocking it at all. I just need someone to explain to me the progression. I need someone to explain to me, Jeff, you're not seeing this. And then my response to that is, why am I not seeing it? Why am I seeing grade-level kids, you know, making robots follow lines and, you know, that kind of stuff? I need to see the bigger picture. And so maybe this is what this is. It's not necessarily a gripe about robotics and coding. It's a gripe about your social media game and your PR game about coding is way off. And, you know, all I see is pictures of kids in the 6th, 7th grade and younger. I'm not seeing high school kids, you know. Now, at that same time, we've had kids on the show that are coders. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, we, we had the, uh, the the gang of kids that uh, came up with the, uh, the ID passes. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen... Uh, Pass tracker. Uh, yeah, Pass Tracker. We've seen uh, at, at the uh, Springdale uh, Institute, you know, we saw students who were actively part of coding the robotics uh, devices for um, completing those various competitions uh, that they have to do. Um, and, and some of that makes its way into uh, kind of the, the, 
the media, and, and, and by the media, I don't mean that, like on social media like Jeff was talking about. You know, some of that makes it into the wild. But for the most part, when you look at pictures of students coding, you see little kids with, you know, B-bots or whatever they're called and, and, um, and, and using, again, we're not knocking this stuff. We're just um, where, at, at what point, uh, in at what point at the age slash grade slash um, uh, mastery level does a student move from graphical coding into uh, text-based coding? And by the same token, um, at what period within the school year uh, does that occur? I think that's what we're. I think that's kind of the part we're missing. What is what is that progression? I and and I and I I wonder how deep any of this um, really goes in terms of coding. Uh, I, I recently saw an ad, and I will be the first to tell you straight up: uh, I did not dig real deep. Uh, I did visit the website and I looked at a little bit what they were doing. Um, but there is a, a company out there who has uh, a series of, um, I guess they're programmable cars. Uh, that they say, you know, here are programmable autonomous vehicles, and and the students hook them up, and they use block coding, and and drag and drop the little pictures into place, and then they make the car go forward three spaces and turn left and go forward four spaces. Okay, w- wait, we were doing that on the big track in the eighties. <laughs> exactly. Wait, what? I mean, yeah, uh, you know. So I, I don't know, and maybe it does go a little deeper. Uh, you know. And, and maybe I have a misconception of what autonomous is. To me, an autonomous vehicle should be able to navigate the entire whatever that area is. Let's say if, it, if it's not the full classroom, then at least it's within the, the barriers that are outlined with various obstacles in them and should be able to navigate without a student programming the actual steps so much as a student programming the car to say, if there is an obstacle on your right or on your left or in front of you, then you go and you do this and you turn or you, you know, you adjust yourself. So basically have the students creating that framework in which the vehicle itself can be autonomous. If the students, however, are just doing the drag three arrows, turn left, drag four arrows, I eh, I mean, really, seriously, what what is that? That's not... To me, in my brain, that's not, I mean, I guess it's coding on a basic level, but it's certainly not coding in an autonomous vehicle. Right. Uh, yes, it's not. I don't know. And we, it, we have to start coming up with topics where we don't agree with each other, I think. See, I think it's, <laughs> so we argue more about it. Yes, that's right. Or one of us needs to play devil's advocate. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think that's, that's you hit a good point there. And, and I think what's interesting about that is, is that, so much stuff. We're we're looking for a systematic uh, video broadcasting system that allows us to create um, programs, and every one of them that we see is either Linux based. I- any of the the decent ones, you know, they're Linux based, or they actually say along the lines, "Open for scripting." Yeah, yeah. You know, and and there's the thing, is that we are at the point where yeah, you can do lots of stuff with a beautiful GUI and drag and drop. But you're going to get to a point where there's always someone on staff that needs to be able to script. And and I understand we want to get kids more into computer science, but just going, hey, let's there's the pool. So everybody swim. Yeah. 
Now, who wants to race the 100 meter and who wants to do the, you know, the 400 back or, you know, who's going to dive off the 10 meter board? And that's a 30 foot board. No, that's not. But you see what I'm saying. <laughs> but, you know, who's going to do this and who's going to do that? Yeah. We, we need to give that, we need to make that more prevalent. We need to make sure that everybody goes, oh, so this is where it can lead to. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, just because you can do this. You know, I can program this drone in the warehouse to go pick up this box and bring it back here because I can drag and drop emojis. Great. But I need this drone to go through and scan and find this certain type of box. And that's going to be the coding level that I'm looking for for the next person. So, yeah. you know, if you want to make 18 bucks an hour, then you're going to drag and drop icons. If you want to make 35 bucks an hour, then you're going to need to know how to, to code these. And I'm not saying that these things don't do it. Code Moji and all these places, they do take them to the next level. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not saying they don't. I just now realize as we got on the air that what we're really talking about is show me, show the right. kids. Yeah. We're, you know, not just round balls with flashy lights that can swim now. You know, let's do that. But see, and I make it sound so obnoxious. <laughs> That's amazing to me. You know, right. yeah. If I, if I wanted a robot in the old days, we took a brown paper bag and drew a robot face on it. And went, I am a robot. Right. Yes. You know, put right. it on our hand, it and paper, it was a paper, paper bag. bag. Yeah. That's right. So that was the closest robot I had. So, you know, <laughs> uh, I quote the dad on that that show, um, uh, the uh, the one about the '80s on ABC, the Robots. Oh, the, the Robots. So Robots. You know, it it is what it is. I mean, I'm. I'm looking forward to see what happens this year because every year now when we introduce something, it goes to the next level. Something else that I notice is that some of it dies. Sure. You know what? Some of it doesn't make it. And and that's interesting to me. But yeah, we'll see what happens, right? I mean, it's good stuff. I don't I don't know what you're doing. Nothing I was just touching over here. So touching I'm touching the iPad. Do you um uh you got any more to add to this bad boy? Well, I, what I wanted to see, and, and uh, you'll have to pardon me real quick. I want to, except I can't freaking type while I'm trying to talk. Um, is there a difference between coding and programming? Well, that's a great question. I don't know. That's like what we were talking about earlier. We'll, we'll delve into something else while he's looking at that. The, uh, Monday night was uh, the ed Edutech After Dark, and the first question that came up was, what's the difference between evaluation and coaching? Oh, yeah. 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 You know, that's one of my sore spots, too. And I, I'm a true believer that um, we need to get out of the way of our teachers. And I believe that evaluating is just creating apprehension for the educator. And coaching is just helping to increase that apprehension by Telling them, hey, that's really good, but next time you should try this. It'll make you better. So that that teacher educator can go back and go, oh, I guess I wasn't doing it good enough. And that's the last thing educators need is to feel like they're not doing a good job. Well, and, and we're, I we're, getting, we're getting that from everybody else as it is, that we're not doing a good job from test scores to this to, you know, blah, blah, to society blames all of its woes. Right, you know, right. Jeff did a terrible job in Algebra 2, hence the looting. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and, and I think that along the same lines, even, even if you were to bring that beyond the, the scope of education and just let's just look at those terms in relation to any job anybody is doing, right? So I don't care. Let's just, for the sake of argument, um, let's pick your doctor, right? So as your doctor is, which I think is one of those things that, and, and you know, this is one of those uh, terms or whatever you want to call it, those idioms, I guess, maybe, uh -huh. you know, doctors practice medicine. They practice it. They are always working on it. They are always uh, 
trying to improve themselves. So is there, and I don't know the answer to this, but I can't imagine, is there, is, do they have someone who comes down from on high and evaluates them? I'm, I'm pretty sure. You know, I mean, it, you, you've got to say there's evaluation in every process. I get that. True, but, I, you know, I, I mean, evaluation for a doctor is, do I need to evaluate that doctor? I don't know how many of his patients have died. So, you know. <laughs> and he might need a little coaching. Hey, you, you might not want to use the ax yeah. around the neck area. This Just is throw called that a out. suture. You have to suture <laughs> yeah, him up when you're done. Right. I like this to free bleed and, you know, heal themselves. Yeah. I, I, so real quick to get back to the whole difference between coding and programming, um, a lot of that depends on uh your your general feel of things the general consensus is that they mean the same thing but the context usually is that coding is more the block type scratch style drag and drop where programming is text based uh. although in a nutshell when it comes down to it you're essentially doing the same thing you're giving a set of instructions to the device in order to accomplish goals so right there uh, you go okay ah. Hey, I've been schooled. I, I have. You know, Thank you for coach. schooling me. Today. I did. I did not evaluate you. I just coached <laughs> you. <laughs> well, I think we've ranted enough on that. Today. I don't know what we've done. <laughs> I tell you what, we're going to drop out and listen to a little music. Um, uh, this is uh, oh. one of our favorites. Uh, this is Nick C. Yeah. Completely yours. <laughs>
way my hair stands up when I hear you speak, the way my legs don't rubber when you love me down. I said, hey, little lover, can you hear me now? Well, I know we have just begun, and I'm glad that we can give it a chance. Cause there ain't no better feeling I've been falling in love. My heart is not my own. It's sinking like a stone, not completely yours. Oh yeah, music from Nick C, N-I-K-S-E-A, and that is completely yours here on Edutech Guys Radio. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. All that good stuff. Yeah, that really good stuff. Yeah, man. I just like Nick's music. Makes me feel good. Yes, it just does. <laughs> I feel I feel much better about myself now. He uh, he's an artist uh, out of Pittsburgh, and so uh, you can uh, check out what he's got going on at facebook.com slash Nick C, and you can uh, look up what he's doing. All that good stuff. And speaking of uh, where people are. Here's where we are going to be uh, in October, assuming they have everything uh, taken care of and cleaned up and all that good stuff. We will be in Houston at the TCCA conference in October. Yeah, hey, and then in December, we'll be at AESA this year, which is in uh, one of my stomping grounds for this last year, San Antonio. I've been in San Antonio. <laughs> You've been there a, a lot, lot this, this year, year. <laughs> So we'll be back in December for AESA in San Antonio. Yeah. And then from there, we go to Orlando in January to the FETC, affectionately known as the FETSI Conference in Orlando at the convention center. That is going to be awesome. Yeah, we always have a great time. A lot of folks. A whole lot of folks. Yeah. A lot of good friends there now. Yeah, so absolutely. Get to see some of our favorites there. Hey, you know, I was looking at my watch and I realized what time it was. What, you know what time, time is it? You know what time it is? <laughs> the Google tip of the week. We haven't had that in a long time. And I know Matt Dozier is probably going to be angry he didn't get to sing that one. <laughs> yes. So, But that's it. It's the Google tip of the week. And the Google tip of the week this week comes from David. He's the man who with the plan, and he's going to talk about it. Yeah, I was uh, doing some poking around and, and just you know reading some various things online and what have you. And this is from uh, a site called EdTechTeam. And we'll post a link out uh on Twitter, et cetera, for that. And this is the top 10 Google Classroom updates for back to school. Uh, and I'm, these are not in any particular order other than the order they happen to put them in. So I, I don't know who decided, you know, number one, number two, whatever. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no ranking is what you're saying. Right. That's okay, what, yeah, 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 just, that's what. <laughs> 10 of them. <laughs> We're coaching. We're not evaluating. Um, <laughs> uh, one of them is the single view of student work. So this is really, really cool. Uh, what this does is in classroom, you can pull up a student and you can see all of the work that they have turned in and or are missing all in one view so for that student. a dedicated page for every student. Yes. Wow, that's that pretty cool. That is freaking awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and then there's one called reorder classes. So a teacher can now order their classes to organize them based on the daily schedule so you can grab them and, and move them exactly. I, and some people go, well, what's that a big deal? No, for teachers, trust me. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's, yes. That feels a, an OCD need right there. Well, that's exactly, that's exactly right. <laughs> well, and students can also do that. So 
they can put their classes also in order. That's so very that's another cool. one. So that's pretty cool too. Help yeah. students learn to organize their stuff. And sure. Create a workflow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Google also has now implemented decimal grading. So that's awesome. You know, a lot of times when, you know, when you're assessing student work and you're assigning point values to the various assessments and the various parts of the assessment before everything had to be whole number. Well, now with decimal grading, you can give half points, you can give quarter points. So very cool that you've got decimal grading. Cool. And now, now another one is transferring class ownership. Now, that's oh, see, really cool. That's awesome right you there. Because things change in the year and over the summer, and you might have a class that lasts two years, but you might have a class that's taught by one teacher in the first semester and then another teacher in the second semester, yeah. and now that class can be changed without the loss of anything so that it can bring the new teacher up to speed pretty quickly. Exactly. Uh, another feature is kind of a, I mean, it's not like a critical thing or any, you know, anything like that, but it's, uh, it's still fun in a way to connect, and that is to add profile pictures on mobile. Um, as it says here, today's users log a lot of hours on their phones, uh, and soon teachers and students will be able to make changes to their classroom mobile profiles. Yeah, one and this is a big one. Uh, provision classes with with school directory sync. So Google School Directory Sync, it now supports the syncing of Google Classrooms from your student or your student management information system using the IMS one roster CSV files. And that even works here in Arkansas by pulling in the information from eSchool. That's so awesome. So you can actually build those cl those classes really quick. Yeah, that is very cool. They also have some new classroom integrations. Uh, there are apps that integrate with Classroom. They offer educators a seamless experience, allow them to uh, easily share information, that kind of stuff. So some new classroom integrations. Yeah, well, here's a great one. This is another one of those things that teachers ask for and Google did because it's easy. When you have kids come in and you want them to join your class, um, one of the hard things is to display the class code. Yeah. So now you can display the class code in full screen. Hey, there don't, you go. Don't need to say anymore. Put it up on the board. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, there's a, a new thing called Sneak Peek and import Google Forms quiz scores into Classroom. Using uh, quizzes in the Google Forms, uh, it allows educators to take real-time assessments of the student's understanding, and soon teachers will be able to import the grades from the quizzes directly in to Google Classroom. That's pretty hard. Class. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, we paid a lot of money for a program that did that years ago. But yeah. That's, that's interesting. Um, add feedback in question-by-question -question grading and quizzes. Uh, more than test grades, Meaningful feedback can improve learning. And um, so at ISTE this year, uh, Google launched the question-by-question -question grading and quizzes in Google Forms so they could help teachers save time by batching grade assessments. So they're taking it one step further, and now teachers will have the option to add feedback as well. So, See, and that's awesome. That's pretty hardcore stuff. Like I said, I, I remember paying a lot of money for some software mm -hmm. in the past that did that, and now Google's going, hey, here you go, have it for free. Yeah, well... And one of the, one of the uh, kind of hot topics uh, lately, or at least something that I've seen kind of floating around recently, uh, is the conversation around uh, teachers who give students the same assessment, not, not necessarily the exact same assessment, but assessing over the exact same content when a student is struggling with that content. So in English, and, and I don't mean that like subject-wise, but just in plain English, if a student fails a test, rather than just saying, oh, well, you failed, sorry, too bad, so sad, the instructor, the, the teacher, is allowing the student to do some review and retake that test. Now, again, usually it's manipulated, so it's not the exact same test, um, but the student is able to retake an assessment on that content to 
demonstrate that they are getting it. They are learning. So ultimately, I mean, in a weird sort of way, you could potentially have a classroom where all students uh, actually receive A's because they have achieved A's. You know, if I'm a student and I get the concept and I ace the test, I'm done. Okay, great. I've shown mastery. I'm moving on. However, if, you know, my buddy Jimmy isn't that way and he's struggling, but after a couple of times, uh, you know, reviewing and getting an understanding of what he did wrong on the test, i.e. the feedback, he gets the feedback and says, oh, I see. Yes, I was mixing up, you know, my 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 negative signs. Oh, okay, okay. Let me, let me try this again. They try it again, and it may take him two or three times, but ultimately he also ends up with an A. There's no great inflation there. It's truly demonstrating these students have the mastery of those particular topics. Yeah, that's really cool. So I think it's cool. awesome. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, we'll be dropping that graphic out later and the link to that page. Yeah. Google has a nice, a nice graphic on that so you can see all the new updates that have been made available. Yeah, very, very cool. Hey, thanks for listening. Remember, always catch us on social media. Head over to Twitter. That's the best place to find us. We're always lurking around the Twitter sphere. We're lurking. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, We like to put stuff out there also. And we do have a Facebook page. And just, hey, check us out on social media. There you go. Google us. We're out there. Yeah, great show. (laughs) Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site is programmed for those with opinions and not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You You can can do do it all. all, But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.